Every life has a story, and every story is worth sharing. Your story, my story, and our story speak of victory and defeat, joy and sorrow, resilience and vulnerability. They are not just our story. They are Christ's story in us. They are Kingdom Stories from Down Under. In this world, there are people who simply care. Not only do they care, but they show that care by getting involved in the lives of many people, lifting them up and showing the life of Jesus and the love of Jesus in a real tangible way. Among this very small group of people in the world, I've had the honor to meet Carol Parsons, a lovely lady who just gives and gives and gives of her time, her life, into loving and caring for others. It's a privilege for me to have a Kingdom Stories from Down Under, Carol Parsons. Carol, welcome to the show. Thank you. You know, when I met you at uh, Churchlands and we journeyed together, I just, I sensed a real and genuine concern for people. And you were so meticulous in making sure that everyone was looked after. You know, I haven't seen that. That is, that is very rare. It's a gift, I think. I don't know. Is it a gift or is it something that you honed down over the years? Um, I actually think it's a, a pastoral gift that God has given to me. Okay. Because it, it, it's way beyond the natural. Yes, You, you couldn't is. do this in the natural. No, no, you couldn't. So what gets you up in the morning and gets you motivated to do this? The Lord. Of course the Lord. But <laughs> how, how does he do it for you? Oh, I just get up in the morning and I... Uh, just say, Lord, my day, you've given me another day. Um, please use me as you will. I have two hands, one heart to serve you. And whatever, you know, comes my way this day, just let me be um, a light shining for you each yeah. day. And obviously the people that you meet and the people that you care for are in quite difficult situations. There's a lot to carry with them. There's a lot of burden. There's a lot of, uh, you know, pain and suffering and uh, financial crisis as well and relationship issues. How, how do you maintain uh, an attitude of caring but also keeping above the water? I don't really know how to answer that. Uh, I, I just trust the Lord to guide me and lead me. Yeah. every step of the way and that's what I say to him guide me lead me every step of the way today so that I am obedient to what you want me to do trust and obey yes trust and obey oh there's no, no other way, way. that's right <laughs> yes. you know that that yes. song has been has been going on in my ears all, all day because yes. last night at church we sang it oh right because we were talking exactly about yes. this you know it's yes. not negotiable you got to just trust that's and right. obey trust and obey yeah and I just have I, I'm just passionate yeah. about serving Jesus okay. and I just love Jesus, he is my first love. Mm. And I am passionate about serving him um, in whatever way he wants me to. I just say, Lord, choose me, pick me. Yeah. If there's something to be done today, yeah. let me be the one yeah. to bring it, kingdom, yeah. your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. So it's, it's living for the audience of one, really. So your ministry yes. is unto the Lord more than yes. it is unto the people. Yes. Okay, yes. so that's why. 
That's why you can remain above the water because it's not about the problem at hand. No. It's about honoring right. Jesus in that person. That's right. Okay. In every situation, no matter you know what the situation. So you've given is. away a secret here, a secret of the trade. <laughs> when did you discover this call, this pastoral care call? Oh, probably most, probably when I came to Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I did not have the same opportunity. When we were lived, when we lived in England, yes. and I'd uh, I'd got Steve and my son to look after. Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, uh, you know, or most people know that I I was divorced. Uh, my first husband went off with another woman and left Stephen and I by ourselves, and I was determined to make sure that he had a good home. Yes. Uh, to be brought up into that 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 this was not going to affect him yes. in any way, and um, so taking care of him was my first was my first um, trigger. Trigger. Yes. Yeah. Enough so, to understand that you have it. Yes. It's interesting that in the one of the greatest pains and suffering of life, you discovered one of the most amazing gifts. Yes, yes, indeed. No wonder and we've got Romans eight twenty eight in there. Yes, that's right. That all all things, all things work, work together for the, for <laughs> good for those who love who love Jesus. Yes, who love Christ. Um, but in that time, um, I struggled, as you would, uh, with my husband leaving. And uh, how old were you? Late twenties, mid twenties. No, I was uh, I was just in my thirties okay. uh, when uh, when my husband left me, and I did struggle uh, mainly with feeling bitter towards him. Yes, and um, I had a beautiful auntie mm-hmm. um, who took me under her wing. Yes. And she mentored me. Okay. And she taught me how to love the husband that deceived me. She was a believer? She was a believer. Strong in her faith? Very strong in her faith. Suffered a lot? Suffered a lot, yes. She Usually did. those who suffer the most yes. love the most, yes. don't they? She did suffer. She suffered. She was not a well person. Yeah. And But uh, she got something right. But oh absolutely. And she talked to me so many times. Every time I went down to see her, she would talk to me about forgiving my ex-husband yeah. for what he'd done. Yes. Because Jesus forgives us. Yes. When we say we are sorry to Jesus, yes. he forgives us. Yeah. And we have to learn to forgive others. Yes. And I remember one time she said to me, the next time he comes to your house to pick Stephen up, yeah. to take him out, open the door yeah. and treat him as if he was your best friend. And I said, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I can't do that. But I just prayed about it. And one day he actually came and he sat outside in the car. Yes. And he peeped his horn for Stephen to go out. 
which normally would have made your blood just boil. Not even, anyway, not even knock at the door, not even that's open. That's right. Anyway, I didn't, I didn't send Stephen out. I said, no, you're not going. Wait. I want your dad to come to the door. Yes. And I want to speak to him. Yes. Anyway, eventually he stopped pipping the horn and he turned the engine off and came and knocked on the door and I welcomed him. And I asked him how he was and how he was going. Yes. And uh, I did my best to, uh, to be loving and kind towards him in yeah. the words that I spoke to him. Mm-hmm. And from that day on, um, the burden was lifted. The burden was lifted, yes. And I learned to love him unconditionally. Yeah. As God loves me. Did Steve see that? Yes, he did. What did it mean to him? It meant a lot to him. I have a lovely son. Mm. I have a beautiful son. All right, our marriage didn't work. Yes. But I have the legacy of a beautiful son. Praise God. Yes. So that's, that's amazing because, uh, I mean, overcoming that would have been nice, even just, you know, between you and your former husband. But for your son to see that, to see mm. the love of God through his mum, you know, that carves something in his heart that cannot be taken. Well, he probably, how old was he? Uh, he was uh, 10. When, so uh, I'm sure he, will, he remembers that yes. day. I'm sure he does. I'm not quite sure how, um, how it affected him. But I mean, he's turned out to be a, loving, a very loving son. I'm sure he would have unlocked something in him. He would have released yeah. something in him as well. Mm. Isn't that so powerful? Because mm. that inner struggle is just ours, really. It's not mm. nobody else's. No. It's, it's, it's a fight that goes on in our mind, not so much in our heart. Because in our heart, we know what we need to do. It's in the mind that yes. <laughs> the battle is. Yes, yes. Battle of the mind, yes. And uh, when you do manage to bypass that, you know, that nagging voice or that unfair, yes. you know, victimized right. mentality or whatever it is, mm. You know, and feeling sorry for yourself, yeah, because it's happened to you, yeah. Why has it happened to me? But all yeah. those questions went, and it just releases something powerful yes, of, of God in you, yes. So, obviously, out of that position of forgiving, you also felt the forgiveness which was given to you, yes. And from that forgiveness, even though that came first, you just had to acknowledge it and make yourself aware yes. of that. Yes. And then that strengthened you to be able to love other people. Yes. And now when you release God's power, you release it from an identity of a forgiven person. Mm. So if you, if you talk to somebody who's going through a difficult relationship, relationship. and yeah. you tell them to love them, mm. you really have the iceberg weight behind you. You know, it's not just words. Yes. You have the, the mantle, you have the, the experience, you have the expertise yes in fact you have the suffering yes which has transformed you Mm. so where did you grow up i uh, (coughs) excuse me i uh, grew up in a little town in uh, in england yeah of course uh in staffordshire and the the town that i lived in was on the border of staffordshire and cheshire okay 
and uh, it was a, just a small town, mm-hmm. just a, a small community. Yeah. And uh, I grew up with uh, one sister who was 11 years older than me. Big gap, similar to Jeff. Big gap, yes. And uh, then three brothers. Smaller. After my sister. Oh, okay. And then me. All right. And then another brother um, so five after me. So there were six of us six. all together. Oh, yeah. So six, wow. yeah, That's five beautiful. siblings. Yes. So we were seven, so I love you, family. Yes, yes. Were you a bit of a tomboy? or I was, very because much. With because three, I was in the middle yeah. of all the boys, yeah. yes. Which which is not always bad, because you, you probably got a lot done. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. Whatever they did, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's beautiful. Yeah. And your parents, what were what was life oh, for you My home? parents were, were beautiful. They were godly parents. I had okay. godly parents. I was so brought, grew up in a Christian brought up house. in a Christian household. Uh, and my grandparents, both sets from my uh, father's side and from my mother's side, uh, they were both. They Bible were they, they, grew, they were godly people. Wonderful. Yes, yes church goers from way back. Yes. So what church did you go to? Uh, church of England or church Anglican? Church of England. Church of England. Church of England. Okay. Yes. And Sunday school? And Sunday school, yes. Yeah. Went through Sunday school until I was old enough to start teaching Sunday school. Okay, so you transitioned into that in your yes. teenage years? Yes. Wonderful. Yes. What What were you playing? What What were you doing? Were you playing football with the boys or more? Oh, I did. I played football and I played cricket and... Yeah? Yes. Yes. Wonderful. And I went fishing with them. Yeah? Yes. How were the teenage years in town? Um, well, I left school when I was 15. Okay. And I uh, went to work in the post office. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I was there for about four or five years. Yeah. And then I met my first husband. Yes. Right. I had a I had a very nice friend whose uh, name was also Carol. Yeah. Her name was Carol, and we used to go out together. Yes. And uh, but uh, both her parents and my parents were very strict, and we used to have to be home by ten o'clock. Wonderful. Every every night, like yes. if we were when we went out, yeah. we must be home. <coughs> Excuse me. By ten o'clock. So uh, I had quite a strict upbringing. Yes, yeah. which is usually which good. good. Yeah. Yes, yes. And good where good. did you meet your uh, husband? Um, actually, at a dance. Uh-huh. He was uh, the drummer in nice. the band. In the band, okay. Yes. And so he he was beating really well. He was beating your drums. He was beating the drums. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, Wished me off my feet at the time, but. Yeah. Uh, was he yes. a Christian as well or not? No. And so that was a bit of a rebellion in your side. Uh, it was, but... Ha- your uh, parents wouldn't have taken it too well. They didn't. No. Uh, especially my father. My father um, was not happy, really. Um, but we got married anyway. Yeah. But he he just knew that it wasn't right. Hmm. Uh, but the thing is, he never said anything to me. He said, you know, 
he told my my sister he told uh, my you know my mother but he never actually told me that he wasn't happy that uh, I was marrying you know yeah my first husband hmm that's interesting why do you think he held it I don't know did he care too much or not enough or oh I think he cared too much yeah for me Yes. He didn't want to upset you, maybe? Maybe, yes. Or maybe he thought that you've already made up your mind and you won't change? Well, could be that, yes. Because mm. I was actually quite strong-willed. Yeah. At that, even at that age. Of course. Or sometimes you're stronger-willed yes. when you're younger. Uh, yes, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, when I, when I hear you, I'm thinking, you know, I've got two daughters, maybe another one on the way, because we've got another child being yes. born soon. And I'm thinking, you know, what will happen when my teenage girls or, you know, my early 20s girls will uh, start going out with somebody that I don't agree with? Mm. And now you're telling me that I should say something and I should say it early. Yes. And not allowed to to grow too much, not allowed to go too deep. Yes. While you can still save them. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting. Yes. But for you at the time, it it was it was the real thing. Yes, it was. Yeah. And uh, for the first few years, I believe that we had a we had a good marriage. And it it worked out well. And it worked out well. And but uh, not a lot of God. Uh, not for him. But, was, for me, but you were still going to church. I was still going to and church. And he didn't mind that. No, he didn't mind that. Was he into drinking, gambling, no. or anything like that? No, no, no. He was a good man. No, he um, he. As well, as far as I know, he didn't drink. He didn't go out drinking yeah. um, or anything. But of course, he was in a band, mm-hmm. and uh, he was he was a, a salesman. Yes. And so he was away a ah, lot for quite you know few days at a time. Sometimes a week. In the at army, a time. or in the in no. the navy, or as a no, professional. No, no, as a professional. Yeah. And uh, in fact, he worked for a pottery company called Wedgwood. So they were going into the mainland? Uh, so there were times when uh, he went overseas mm-hmm. and he would be away for a period of times. Yes. But then when he was home, at the weekends, uh, he would be out playing in the band. Okay. And of course, once I had my son Stephen, Stephen. Yeah. Um, I didn't go with him anymore. Yeah. Yes. And that's where... Um, temptation the, came. That's the way the temptation came. Yes, mm. yes, for him. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he probably had a weakness towards that. Yes. Maybe even before he met you. Well, he may have done, but I didn't know sure. of anything like that before. So how him. how did it hit you? Oh. How did well, you find out? I found out one day when I came home from church. On a Sunday. On a Sunday with Stephen and all of my husband's belongings and everything had gone. And a note on the table to say that he had left. And He uh, simply left? Just simply left. Like that. But then... Uh, what was in the note? To say that... Uh, that he had met somebody else and that uh, 
that he was going to live with her. Uh, it was difficult. I haven't been. I haven't thought about these things for years and years. Yes. I don't think about them anymore. Mm. Um, but then, about two weeks later, um, he rang me up and asked if he could come back. And I said yes. And I had him back. Yes. And things went okay for just a short while. And then another time I went, another time I was out and when I came back, his things had gone again. And another note saying, uh, he'd gone, he couldn't live without this person. And that was it. And so again, and at this time, I hadn't. The first time he left, I hadn't. He, I hadn't told my parents or yeah. his parents. Yes. I'd kept it to myself. Mm. Stephen and I. I told Stephen not to say anything to yes. anybody. And uh, as I say, when he came back, but then the second time when he came, uh, when he left, um, I went and I told my parents, and then I went down to his parents. And I told them. Yes. And uh, they were angry. They. His parents. His parents were very, very angry. Um, and said they didn't know how he could do that to me and Stephen. Yeah. Um, so there was a, a rift then between him and his parents. Mm hmm and that was it anyway i i think he rang me uh again i think he i think i had him back twice yeah and then i just said to him if you go again that's the last time i won't accept have, you. i won't accept you back i won't yeah. let you come back anyway he did he went he went again. So he came back, stayed so again. So he came back and stayed again. And then he went the third time. And the problem was that everybody around my neighbours knew yeah. and never said a word to me. Because apparently when, I, when I'd been out, perhaps yeah. visiting my parents or his parents and yes. that, he brought her home. So they knew yeah. what was going on, yeah. but all of them were too scared, I think, to tell me yeah. that that was going on. But then, as I say, after that, it all came out, and my neighbours came, came to me then and said, we've known this has been going on for some time. Yes. So that's when I got very close to this auntie, my auntie Vera. Mm -hmm. And she was... She's a, from your mum's side? Or she's from my mother's side. Mm. She was uh, older than my mother. Sister, her sister? Yes, my mother's sister. And uh, she was such a lovely, lovely Christian. Such a lovely, godly woman. Uh, 
but she suffered yeah. in her body. But she was so loving and kind. Yes. And she, she used to sit and talk to me about Jesus and about how Jesus died for us and how he would want me to forgive Rex because he forgives me when yeah. I do anything wrong. Yeah. I used to go to church. I used to, I was a Christian. Yes, I believed in God, I believed in Jesus. But it wasn't until that time that I actually came to know Jesus as my personal saviour. Mm. And it was during that time that I realised that Jesus died for me. Yes. And he forgives me every time I do wrong. And I, sometimes I do do things wrong deliberately. Sometimes it's unintentional. Yes. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. God forgives me. Well, and because this... he forgives me, yes. I should forgive others who sin against me. And so when you, when you hear the word forgiveness, what does it say to you? Because to some people, forgiveness is just such a broad term. You know, but to you, obviously, it has such a deep connotation. A deep, a deep meaning, yes. Knowing that Christ died for me. Yes. And that I must, if I am to be Christ-like, then yes. I too have to forgive others as Christ has forgiven me. To death. And I endeavour to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was only through my uh, the mentoring from my auntie Vera that that came about in my life, and that I could really, I really saw. She opened my eyes, or God opened my eyes through her to see Jesus. To see Jesus in a way that I'd never seen him before. When did you experience healing? Uh, while, while that was going on? While that was going on, yes. Was yes. it years or months after? Um, oh, it, was, it, it wasn't years. It was, uh, but it was a good few months. It was a process, it wasn't it an was event. It was a process, no. It, it didn't just come. No. I battled with it. Yeah. I battled with, with uh, forgiving, you know, with yeah. forgiveness. Yes. With trying to forgive him and not to hold any bitterness against him. But then the breakthrough came, mm. and I was able to, I was able to forgive him, and I was able to welcome him back into the house. Yes. Um, unconditionally. Mm. Yes. Wow. And then uh, you met Pastor Jeff. I met Pastor Jeff. How did you meet him? He wasn't a pastor then. No, no, he was. He was just Jeff. <laughs> he was Jeff. He was my Jeff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we met uh, at the place that uh, I was working at. At the post office? No. No, no. I was not working at the post office then. After I didn't work while Stephen was growing up. While Stephen was a baby. Yes. I brought him up. Okay. He didn't go. 
He didn't go to nursery school, childcare or anything. Yeah, beautiful. I brought him up. And... um, So when Rex left, did he leave town as well? Oh, yes. He left the the family. Occasionally he would come up with Big Steve up, but that was it. That was it, yes. And he never saw my parents and he never saw his parents. Oh, so he broke that relationship as well? Yes. Did he marry that lady that he went out with? Uh, Yes, he did. Okay. Yes, he did. But I don't think that it's been a happy marriage. Mm. Well, it's the wrong foundation. Yes. Anyway, um, I when Stephen was uh, five and went to school, yes, I started to look for a part-time job. Yes. There was no part-time jobs in the post office on the post office counter where yes. I used to work, so I started looking elsewhere, and. Uh, I saw a, a job advertised in a pottery company, and so I went to uh, work. Admin. And in admin, yes, I went into accounts. Yes. And uh, I was working at this place when I'd have been there. I'd been there quite some time. Yes. Uh, before Jeff came to work. Yes. And he was uh, made the factory manager. Mm-hmm. And by that time, his wife had left him. Yes. And he was living with his sister and brother-in-law mm-hmm. at that time. And he asked me out, and I said no. And uh, because I just felt that I just couldn't trust men anymore. I'd just been hurt too much, and I didn't. Sure. I was just afraid of being hurt again. What was your stance at the time that you were not... Go out again, that you'll not marry again? Um, well, yes, I think I, I, I was thinking that I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever marry again. Yeah. Um, but then Jeff was persistent. Yeah. And uh, he asked me out again. Um, I think I said no twice. And then the third time I said yes. And we went out. Um, Where did he take you? Restaurant? Uh, no. He took me to a little pub way out in the countryside in yes. England yes. to a little pub called the Romping Donkey. <laughs> and uh, I love this. he bought me scampi and chips. Okay. And What's a, a scampi? Scampi is like um, uh, like prawn. Okay. Like yeah. prawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scampi, yeah. And, and chips and a bit of lemon. Nice. I didn't drink. No. I only, only drank like a fizzy drink. Sure. And uh, and then after that, uh, we were just friends. Then he asked me out again, and we took we went out another night to another pub, where we took the children, where we took oh, his daughter and yeah. son, yeah. and my son. Yes. So it was a place where there was. Uh, a room at, at the side where you could sit with children. Yes. And uh, and that. And so we started seeing one another. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yes. For a while. What, what did you... How did you accept uh, Jeff in your life? What was... What made you, you know, let go of the barricades? I think because... 
What cracked the shell? He was different. Certainly different than my ex-husband. Yes. Um, and I think he just cared for me. He just showed so much care for me. Is it? Do you think it's because he was hurt as well? I think so. I think I think it probably was. Yes. So you sort of you understood him. He understood you. There was a sense of um, mutual connection there. Yes. Yes. Because you know, at at that sort of age, it's it's not based on feelings. It's based on commitment. It's based yes. on, you know, facts. It's based yes. on values. It's yes. based on priorities. Yes. You know, it's not passion as it would be as a teenager. In the no. sense, you know what I mean? No. You were very grounded, and obviously because of the pain that you both went through, very cautious maybe as well. Yes. Well, I think that was it. I I was cautious. Yeah. So what do you think really? Uh, you know got the deal across the line was it his caring or uh, possibly but of course when he asked me to marry him I said no again three times three times <laughs> I said no I wouldn't marry him no yeah. he only asked me once and I said no I wouldn't marry him because he wasn't a Christian yes and uh, he said uh, well, I believe in God. Yeah. And I said, but you're not a Christian, you don't go to church. Uh-huh. And we actually parted for about six months. Yeah. And I never saw him or contacted him at yeah. all. Yeah. But then one day, uh, and in between this time, I'd changed jobs. I'd left a place where we were working yes. together. Yeah. And I'd got myself another job. Did you leave it so you're not around him or for other reasons? Did you uh, leave the no, work? No, I, I left the work for a better job okay. and better pay. Yeah, yeah. Because I was, uh, I'd got Stephen yeah, you and I was paying a mortgage because sure. I took on the house Yeah. and uh, I'd got a mortgage to pay and this job uh, was advertised and it was paying better money Yeah. and so I took it. Yeah. I got the job and so I took it. And so I was working at a different company. Yeah. This is that all the time that we weren't seeing one another. Yeah. Did you see anyone else? Did anyone else knock at your door, at your heart? Uh, Apart from uh, Pastor Jeff? Yes, there were a couple of people. Yeah. But they were married Uh and I wouldn't have anything (laughs) to do with them. Wow. And I said, no, no. They were two married men. That's who incredible, were working eh? at this other place. Yeah. And uh, I didn't want to have anything to do with them. I'd been hurt and yeah. I would never do that yeah. to any other person. Sure. And so... You must have been uh, really, really um, attractive. Uh, you know, Pastor Jeff did confess once to me that the reason why he went for you was because he had a nice butt. Oh, no. <laughs> so, to, to, to him, to yes. him, it was a physical attraction. To yes. you, it was more, to you, it was more a caring, yes. you know, affectionate yes. attraction. But to him, yes. it was physical. So, you must have yes. turned some heads yes. if even married men were after you. <laughs> yes. But uh, that was uh, very much... Um, Something that I, I, it just horrified me that yeah. men, married men, 
Yes. You know, were wanting, you know, wanting to go out with other people. It was when, quite disturbing, was, wasn't it? It is disturbing. Because you, you were disturbing. hurt by exactly yes. the same, same act. Thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And just to see it so easily. Yes. You know. Yes. Uh, you know. Yes. Just joked around or just yes. adopted. Yes. It would have. It would have. You know. Yes. Rang a, a big. You know, alarm bell. Yes. So yes. he did come back. He found you again. No. It was me who found him. Oh. So the story is that this other place where I was working, um, they uh, somebody in the office was getting married. Yes. And like all places, they have a whip round and collect money yes. to buy a gift. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone said, oh, I know what we could get for this person. Uh, we could get them a crock pot, a, yeah. a sl- like a slow cooker. Sure. Uh, and Carol could get it from because she knows somebody, because she knows somebody who, who works, works at the at pottery, the, at the pottery <laughs> who makes these cockpots. And I'm saying, no, no, no. And they're saying, yes, 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 you could get it cheaper. And then we could spend some money and buy them something else as well. Yeah. So one Saturday morning, yeah. I went over to where Jeff was at work. Yes. And... Uh, because I knew that he worked on a Saturday morning. Yeah. And because he was working a lot of hours. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just went up and I I saw him. He, he was the, I went into the office and he was there. And uh, I said, uh, may I ask a favour? <laughs> and uh, he said, what, what is it? I said... You want to uh, marry me? <laughs> he said, can you... Uh, can I buy a, a crock pot? Somebody's getting married in the office. And uh, they've asked me if I could organise uh, this slow cooker for them. Yes. So I said, uh, would you? Would I be able to get one from you? Yeah. And he said, yes. And so that was it. And Is it enough so, to, to, to break in the conversation again? That's right. Anyway, I... As I was talking to him, I just felt that he didn't look very well, that he didn't look as though he was looking after himself very well. Because by this time, he'd got his own home. He'd, he'd, he'd bought a house by himself. He wasn't living with his sister. Yes. And uh, I thought, he's not looking after himself. Quite lonely. Quite well. Don't know. Anyway, I went down... Because this this office was up 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 some set of stairs, and I got to the bottom of the stairs, and I thought, I don't know what made me. I, I must, it must have been the Lord. Yes. And I, I turned round and I walked back up the stairs, and I just said said to him, Would you like to come for dinner tonight? And he said, I'd love to. Yeah. And so that was it. That was that was the catalyst. Yeah. It broke the ice for the us to get get back together again. Mm. Yes. And then he asked you to marry him eventually? He did. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, you, you're not a Christian. You're still not going to church. I said, if you if you started coming to church, you know, yes. I think about it. Anyway, so he did. He did. He showed up on Sunday. 
started coming to church. Okay. And I took a risk, yes, I know. Yeah. Uh, because as he said many a time, I could have said yes and come, come with you to church and then yeah. got married and then not gone to church after yes. that. But he didn't. He was faithful. Hmm. He was How faithful. did the children uh, accept all this? Um, Yours and his? Yes, I think my son absolutely loves Jeff. Okay. Soccer mad. Yes. Stoke City mad. Yes. Okay. So they were all, they were, they the had, boys. They had common, the common boys, uh, yes. discussion. The boys were, were, were soccer mad. Yeah. And uh, Stoke City was, was their team, which of Naturally. course was, was Jeff's team. Yeah. And um, Jeff used to take come and take Stephen on a Saturday afternoon. To, to the, the game. To the game. Wow. And then they'd come back and he'd stop and he'd, I'd, I'd, I'd cook dinner. I'd have dinner ready for when they came back from the yeah. match. And so, uh, so that's where it uh, started. And uh, yes, um, you the know, girls, his girls, uh, his daughter, his daughter, his daughter. She stayed with uh, you as well. Um, no. Okay. No. Um, Denise got married when she was seventeen. Oh, young. Very young, and uh, but Jeffrey came out a lot with us mm-hmm. when we when we went out together. But of course, Denise then was a little family yeah. on her own. Yeah, yeah. And then you decided to uh, follow Jeff to Australia as he got his job to yes. Australian Fine Well, China. that was a that was an amazing that was an amazing story because he got a job that he didn't even apply for. Sure. Yeah. So uh, God's hand was all in that. Uh, how did you um, adjust to Australia? Uh, how did I adjust to Australia? I think quite well, really, because I, Jeff said to me, don't start comparing once once you get to Australia. Don't compare yeah. Australia with England. Yes. And look, and it, that's a good lesson because yes. I, I got that lesson when I went on my first mission trip. He said, Nathaniel, don't compare. If yes. you compare, you're not going to enjoy this. No. Just take it as it comes. Yes. And then you immerse yes. yourself in, in the new experience and yes. you enjoy it. Yes. Beautiful lesson. Yes. But when we had the news uh, that Jeff had got this job Yes. Uh, at Bristol Fine China, <coughs> excuse me, um, I just said, I, I had got elderly parents. Jeff's parents were dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'd got no parents. So he's dead passed away as well. I'd got two. I'd got two parents still alive. Yes. And both of them not really well. Yes. Uh, my father had got Parkinson's disease, and my mother had got heart trouble. Yeah. And uh, I just said, and because we, I, I had always been the one that used to go up to see them and make sure they were okay. Yeah. And I used to go and do shopping for mum. Yes. Because they were in the 70s, mm-hmm. um, as we are now. <laughs> and uh, A lot I, healthier, though. Yes. Yes, we are a lot healthier than what they were. Um, and so I just said to Jeff, if, how, what are we going to say to my mum and dad? Yes. What are we going to tell them? What do we say? And, I, and then I just said... If either of them say to us, oh, I'll never see you again. I said, I'm not going. 
I said, but if they say something Go. like, well, we've had our life, you've got yours. Go for it. Uh, still in front of you, then don't think about us. Mm. Then I said, I'll know that that's what the Lord wants. Yeah. Anyway, we went up to tell them. We only had a few hours to make her mind up whether yeah. or not we were, he was going to take this job. So we went straight up to see my parents and I, and we told them my mother was in bed at that time she was confined to bed at that yeah. time and we we saw my father first in the living room and we told him and his words were carol jeff this is a new opportunity for you two to start a new life yes. away from your ex-partners mm. wise man and then we went in to see my mum and she was in bed and uh, told her what had happened and that Jeff had been offered this job and she said exactly the same thing. She said, Carol, she said, what an opportunity. Don't think about us. You think about yourselves Yeah. and I'll come and see you. I said, that's all I wanted to hear you say. I said, I shall hold you to that. Yeah. That you will come and see us. Yes. And uh, they did. Mm. So Jeff said yes to the job. Yeah. He came out first. Yeah. I was left to sell the family home mm. and the cars and everything else and pack up. And, and then I came about five weeks later to oh. join him with, with Stephen. Yeah, uh, we had hoped that Jeff's son would be able to come with us, but Jeff's ex-wife would not let him come. Mm. So we just—it was just the three of us, Jeff and uh, myself and Stephen, who came. Mm. And then, um, about nine months later, my parents came out. Oh, and that's they beautiful! Had, they had nine weeks with us. Beautiful. And uh, it was wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Yes. What a beautiful So they story. saw that we were okay. Yeah. Just gave them that, that settled, peace. That's right. That settled their mind. And yeah. to know, yes. That that and then you okay. began your journey, obviously, in the ministry alongside Pastor Jeff. Yes. In various roles. Yes. And you grew in those roles more and more. Yes. Yes. As, uh, as each year passed, it just seemed as though uh, the Lord gave us more and more opportunities. We started off at the Uniting Church in Scarborough. Yes. And uh, we, well, while we were there, uh, we were asked to, uh, to go out and do um, little trips to yep. uh, different uh, congregations where out in, the, out in the bush like Southern Cross and uh, uh, Meriden and Beautiful. and, and uh, Darkin and places like that, Collie yeah. we went to, yeah. and we used to take a little team with us. Mm. And uh, the minister there gave us uh, opportunities yeah. to go and to like do some lay preaching. Yeah, wonderful. And then, um, as Pastor Jeff has uh, related to you, that uh, when Churchlands started to get going, uh, we finally left the Uniting Church, and we, we joined Churchlands. So Jeff was on staff, but you were doing voluntary work? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
but uh, we uh, we left the United Church in um, I think it was eighty seven. Yeah. And it was uh, in the uh, early nineties that Jeff was asked to uh, to go on the staff. Yes. Of Churchlands, but during that period from when we when we uh, went to churchlands when we first started attending churchlands we actually became home group leaders yeah and then eventually we became home group coordinators and mm-hmm. we had about six groups of leaders yeah. under us yes and so we were mentoring leaders the leaders yes as they mentored the church or the, the people ch- the church Beautiful. The, you know the church people, yes. That's amazing. And so that's how we started. And then Jeff went on staff, and then he went to Tabor College, and uh, and then he began to preach at Churchlands and things. But then things change as yeah. they always do. Hmm. And that was a vineyard church at the time, and we loved the the vineyard um, statement of faith. Sure. And, uh, it's quite supernatural as well. Absolutely, you you've managed to embrace all that coming from a traditional. Uh, yes, we church. did. Yeah. Yes, we did. Tongues, prophecy, the whole yes. lot, supernatural healings, yes. miracles. Yes, and we went to many sen- seminars. Yes. In, you know, in those uh, yeah. in those years, mm. and uh, and then it was. I suppose it was from when we when we were doing when we were mentoring the leaders, etc., that maybe my uh, my role as pastor, as, as like pastoral care, yeah. um, began to come to the fore, and, and it was, that, that it was, was rising. In, that would, would have been in the 50s, in your 50s. Uh, that w- yes. Isn't yes. that amazing? Yes. Most people would, you know, they wouldn't think that you can step in your calling in your 50s. No. That's right. You know, to That's most right. people, you know, yes. it's like you discover your call when you're in your yes. teenage years yes. or 20s. Yes. Yet, yes. you know, in your case, it just shows, it proves that it's never too late. In no, fact. That's right. I mean, your ministry blossomed both in yes. Australia and overseas yes. in the yes. 50s and in the 60s and even yes. now in the 70s. Yes. 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 You know. And God's still opening doors. You know what I've learned, Carol? I've learned that with God is never a full stop. No. It's always a comma. That's right. Yes. There's always another chapter. It just yes. carries on. It just carries on. That's and on. right. And even though people do give you a full stop, yes. in God's eyes, it's never a full stop. No. It's always an end. No. That's it's always right. an end. Not even a but. No. It's no. always an end. That's right. Well, I think it was in uh, 97, uh, early, early part of 97, um, Churchland sent sent out a few groups to um, to start churches, vineyard so churches, the vineyard churches, and we went to um, Ellenbrook yeah. to a young couple who were pastoring the Ellenbrook Vineyard Church, okay. and we went. We we suddenly felt that we didn't fit in. At mm. Churchlands anymore. Things were changing. In '97. In in the yes. So Ellenbrook just started then, because yes. that that whole year was brand new. Yes, yes. 
Yeah. And we stayed with them for two years. Yeah. And uh, Jeff preached um, every other week. Yes. So because that that pastor there was working full time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he gave him a break by by uh, you know ministering mm. uh, and with the word every every couple of weeks. Yeah. And we just supported them mm-hmm. over over a two year break. Yeah. And plus the fact that we were still actually um, <clears throat> running a home group yeah. from Churchlands yeah. by ourselves. Yeah. So which in between still do that, now. which we still do now, <laughs> but that was a different group. Of course. <clears throat> and um, one day we, I, I suppose it came, it didn't just come one day. We, I guess we were feeling for quite some time that... God wanted wanted us to start our own church, mm. and so we prayed about it. We got the we got our home group that was at the time yes. to uh, pray with us and into this, and whether or not it was God's purpose and plan yeah. for us to do this. And it was the end of nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, it was November nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, and. Uh, we uh, we approached the vineyard, mm-hmm. and the pastor who was um, who we'd been helping yeah. uh, got in touch with the vineyard and said that we wanted to to start a vineyard yeah. uh, in Duncray. Uh, no, actually in Woodvale. Yes, and uh, we uh, started by ourselves. Mm. Um, we started in our lounge room. As you do. The beginning of November 1999. And we were only there for three weeks. Yeah. And we couldn't fit everybody in. Praise God. We started with about 12 people. Yes. And the word grew. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I say, three weeks. And I had to go and start looking for somewhere Facility. for us to join. And uh, we found a little uh, daycare centre. Yeah. Uh, not far from where we lived. And uh, we were there uh, for two years, and then outgrew. again we outgrew that, and then we moved uh, to Dunkraig, mm. and uh, and then that's where we started, and we be- we became uh, Living Water Vineyard Church. Nice, beautiful. That had its own journey. Yes, yes. Wonderful. And it was full on because we were both working. Sec- what were you in doing? The secular. What were you doing? Um, I was uh, assistant to the bursar at um, uh, at uh, John Septimus Row School, okay. yeah. and then I left there and I went to um, Joondalup Baptist College, and mm-hmm. I was again Admin. assistant to the bursar nice. there. Yes, beautiful. And that's where I finally retired. From secular work, yeah. yes. And then you journeyed back at Churchlands uh, on as a, as a volunteer in pastoral yes. care. Yes. That's obviously when I met you and yes, Jeff mainly, right. and I just yes. loved the work yes. that you've done yes. because in that time the the church really needed somebody like yes. you, yes. and you were neat and organised yes. and uh, looking after the people. <laughs> but in in that time when we just in the few years, first few years that we. Uh, we had our own church 
as Pastor Jeff has mentioned to you, um, he was approached by an African student to go to Africa. Yeah. And then after that, we were actually approached by another member of the congregation who was South African, whose daughter was a missionary um, at missionary school in Johannesburg. Yes. And she, was, she went out to Mozambique. Yeah. To um, to an orphanage, mm-hmm. and she was running an orphanage in a baby clinic uh, yeah, out in Mozambique, and she asked if we could support her, yeah, yeah. and so from the, our church we supported her mm-hmm. uh, for twelve or more years. Wonderful. Uh, and uh, in between that time, we actually went out. Mm-hmm. to Mozambique mm-hmm. and uh, we went and worked yes. at the uh, at the orphanage yes we'd be ripping up carpet we'd be painting walls we'd yeah be doing plumbing we whatever needed to be done we were out there working with them beautiful and uh, we did that uh, we did it actually for um probably about 12 or 13 years on a regular basis yes yeah Yes. Spending more than four or five weeks at a time. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. As we we're coming to um, the close of the show, uh, I'm sure that there'll be a lot more that we could chat about. Carol, I just love love your story. Um, this is the question that I always ask people. You know, what would you like to be remembered by? What's what's the legacy that you've built? What's 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 the ripple effect that you want to, to have on people long term, way, way beyond this life? I think for people to remember that I cared, hmm. that I cared about them, that I, I really do have a pastor's heart. Hmm. Um, and if I see anybody in need, I try and help. Yeah. I, visit, uh, I visit ladies in their... Uh, in aged care yes and I visit ladies in their homes yeah. as well yeah. I've got one particular lady who I visit in her home I see her every week and she was a member of our congregation but she's in her 90s now yeah and um, she's uh, virtually housebound mm. and so I go every week and I spend time with her and I do things for her and whatever she wants and the amazing thing is that you do this passionately. It's a passion to care. Yes, it is a passion. Because I'm passionate about serving Jesus. Yeah. And so that passion, the passion rubs off and being passionate about serving people. Yeah. Because when I'm serving people, I'm serving Jesus. That's right. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. I love this. I love this because this inspires us. In a way, it makes us a bit guilty. <laughs> but it's good. You know, it stirs us up. Thank you so much for sharing your story at Kingdom Stories. Well, Thank you. what a beautiful story. What an inspiration to us all. As Carol was sharing, you know, she really only stepped in her call in her 50s. And now in her 70s, she carries on with, with more passion and burning passion than she did when she first found out. It's never too late. Discover your call, discover your passion, and go for it. And answer the call of God on your life because this world needs you. This world needs people like Carol. We just simply love passionately and care for people. And uh, that love and that care came from a heart that was hurt before. She experienced forgiveness from God and she could pass on that forgiveness 
and that care that the Lord instilled in her heart comes to fruition in this part of her life. What a beautiful story, what a beautiful inspiration. And I hope that this propels you to step in your calling. And if you have a pastoral heart, if you have a caring heart, start doing the work one day at a time, one person at a time. Yes. And may the Lord help you. Thank you so much for sharing this content, for subscribing to our channel, and for giving us five stars on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and everywhere you're consuming this content. It's a privilege to bring you these stories, and I pray that the Lord blesses you with this, and we will see you here next time. I am Nathaniel Prostia. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate, and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours.